an A to Z of fantastic beasts. Acromantula, MOM classification XXXXX. Handwritten note, XXXXXXXXXX. The Acromantula is a monstrous eight-eyed spider capable of human speech. It originated in Borneo, where it inhabits dense jungle. Its distinctive features include the thick black hair that covers its body, its leg span, which may reach up to 15 feet, its pincers, which produce a distinctive clicking sound when the acromantula is excited or angry, and a poisonous secretion. The acromantula is carnivorous and prefers large prey. It spins dome-shaped webs upon the ground. The female is bigger than the male and may lay up to 100 eggs at a time. Soft and white, these are as large as beach balls. The young hatch in six to eight weeks. Acromantula eggs are defined as Class A non-tradable goods by the Department for the Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures, meaning that severe penalties are attached to their importation or sale. This beast is believed to be wizard-bred possibly intended to guard wizard dwellings or treasure, as is often the case with magically created monsters. Footnote Beasts capable of human speech are rarely self-taught. An exception is the Jarvi. The ban on experimental breeding did not come into effect until this century, long after the first recorded sighting of an acromantula in 1794. End of footnote. Despite its near-human intelligence, the acromantula is untrainable and highly dangerous to wizard and muggle alike. Rumors that a colony of acromantula has been established in Scotland are unconfirmed. Unconfirmed crossed out. Handwritten note. Confirmed by Harry Potter and Ron Weasley. Ashwinder. MOM classification. XXX. The Ashwinder is created when a magical fire is allowed to burn unchecked for too long. Footnote. Any fire to which a magical substance such as flu powder has been added. End of footnote. A thin, pale gray serpent with glowing red eyes, it will rise from the embers of an unsupervised fire and slither away into the shadows of the dwelling in which it finds itself, leaving an ashy trail behind it. The Ashwinder lives for only an hour, and during that time seeks a dark and secluded spot in which to lay its eggs, after which it will collapse into dust. Ashwinder eggs are brilliant red and give off intense heat. They will ignite the dwelling within minutes, if not found and frozen with a suitable charm. Any wizard realizing that one or more Ashwinders are loose in the house must trace them immediately and locate the nest of eggs. Once frozen, these eggs are of great value for use in love potions, and may be eaten whole as a cure for ague. Ashwinders are found worldwide. Augury also known as Irish Phoenix. MOM classification XX. The augury is a native of Britain and Ireland, though sometimes found elsewhere in northern Europe.
a thin and mournful-looking bird, somewhat like a small and underfed vulture in appearance, the augury is greenish-black. It is intensely shy, nests in bramble and thorn, eats large insects and fairies, flies only in heavy rain, and otherwise remains hidden in its tear-shaped nest. The augury has a distinctive low and throbbing cry, which was once believed to foretell death. Wizards avoided augury nests for fear of hearing that heart-rending sound, and more than one wizard is believed to have suffered a heart attack on passing a thicket and hearing an unseen augury wail. Footnote Uric the Oddball is known to have slept in a room containing no fewer than fifty pet auguries. During one particularly wet winter, Uric became convinced by the moaning of his auguries that he had died and was now a ghost. His subsequent attempts to walk through the walls of his house resulted in what his biographer, Rodolphus Pittiman, describes as a concussion of ten days' duration. End of footnote. Patient research eventually revealed, however, that the augury merely sings at the approach of rain. Footnote. See Why I Didn't Die When the Augury Cried, by Gulliver Pokeby, 1824. Little Red Books. End of footnote. The augury has since enjoyed a vogue as a home weather forecaster though many find its almost continual moaning during the winter months difficult to bear. Augury feathers are useless as quills because they repel ink. Basilisk, also known as the King of Serpents. MOM classification XXXXX. The first recorded basilisk was bred by Herpo the Fowl a Greek dark wizard and parcel-mouth who discovered after much experimentation that a chicken egg hatched beneath a toad would produce a gigantic serpent possessed of extraordinarily dangerous powers. The basilisk is a brilliant green serpent that may reach up to fifty feet in length. The male has a scarlet plume upon its head. It has exceptionally venomous fangs, but its most dangerous means of attack is the gaze of its large yellow eyes. Anyone looking directly into these will suffer instant death. If the food source is sufficient, the basilisk will eat all mammals and birds, and most reptiles, the serpent may attain a very great age. Herpo the fowl's basilisk is believed to have lived for close on nine hundred years. The creation of basilisks has been illegal since medieval times, although the practice is easily concealed by simply removing the chicken egg from beneath the toad when the Department for the Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures comes to call. However, since basilisks are uncontrollable except by parcel mouths, they are as dangerous to most dark wizards as to anybody else, and there have been no recorded sightings of basilisks in Britain for at least four hundred years. Handwritten note, That's what you think. Billywig, M-O-M classification XXX. The billywig is an insect native to Australia. It is around half an inch long and a vivid sapphire blue.
although its speed is such that it is rarely noticed by muggles, and often not by wizards until they have been stung. The billywig's wings are attached to the top of its head, and are rotated very fast, so that it spins as it flies. At the bottom of the body is a long, thin sting. Those who have been stung by a billywig suffer giddiness followed by levitation. Generations of young Australian witches and wizards have attempted to catch billywigs and provoke them into stinging in order to enjoy these side effects, though too many stings may cause the victim to hover uncontrollably for days on end, and where there is a severe allergic reaction, permanent floating may ensue. Dried billywig stings are used in several potions, and are believed to be a component in the popular sweet Fizzing Whisbees. Handwritten note. Last time I eat them, then. Bowtruckle. M-O-M classification XX. The Bowtruckle is a tree guardian creature found mainly in the west of England, southern Germany, and certain Scandinavian forests. It is immensely difficult to spot, being small, maximum eight inches in height, and apparently made of bark and twigs, with two small brown eyes. The bowtruckle, which eats insects, is a peaceable and intensely shy creature, but if the tree in which it lives is threatened, it has been known to leap down upon the woodcutter or tree surgeon attempting to harm its home and gouge at their eyes with its long, sharp fingers. An offering of wood lice will placate the bowtruckle long enough to let a witch or wizard remove wandwood from its tree. Bundeman, M-O-M classification XXX. Bundemans are found worldwide, skilled at creeping under floorboards and behind skirting boards. They infest houses. The presence of a Bundeman is usually announced by a foul stench of decay. The Bundeman oozes a secretion which rots away the very foundations of the dwelling in which it is found. The Bundeman at rest resembles a patch of greenish fungus with eyes, though when alarmed it will scuttle away on its numerous spindly legs. It feeds on dirt. Scouring charms will rid a house of an infestation of bundamans, though if they have been allowed to grow too large, the Department for the Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures, Pest Subdivision, should be contacted before the house collapses. Diluted bundaman secretion is used in certain magical cleaning fluids. Centaur, MOM classification, XXXX Footnote The centaur is given an XXXX classification not because it is unduly aggressive, but because it should be treated with great respect. The same applies to merpeople and unicorns. End of footnote The centaur has a human head, torso, and arms joined to a horse's body which may be any of several colors. Being intelligent and capable of speech, it should not, strictly speaking, be termed a beast. But by its own request, it has been classified as such by the Ministry of Magic. See the introduction to this book. The centaur is forest-dwelling, 
Centaurs are believed to have originated in Greece, though there are now centaur communities in many parts of Europe. Wizarding authorities in each of the countries where centaurs are found have allocated areas where the centaurs will not be troubled by muggles. However, centaurs stand in little need of wizard protection, having their own means of hiding from humans. The ways of the centaur are shrouded in mystery. They are generally speaking as mistrustful of wizards as they are of muggles, and indeed seem to make little differentiation between us. They live in herds ranging in size from ten to fifty members. They are reputed to be well-versed in magical healing, divination, archery, and astronomy. Chimera MOM Classification XXXXX The Chimera is a rare Greek monster with a lion's head, a goat's body, and a dragon's tail. Vicious and bloodthirsty, the Chimera is extremely dangerous. There is only one known instance of the successful slaying of a Chimera, and the unlucky wizard concerned fell to his death from his winged horse. See page 42, shortly afterwards, exhausted by his efforts. Chimera eggs are classified as Class A non-tradable goods. Handwritten note. So Hagrid will be getting some any time now. Chizperfil. M.O.M. Classification XX. Chizperfils are small parasites up to a twentieth of an inch high crab-like in appearance, with large fangs. They are attracted by magic, and may infest the fur and feathers of such creatures as crops and auguries. They will also enter wizard dwellings and attack magical objects such as wands, gradually gnawing their way through to the magical core, or else settle in dirty cauldrons, where they will gorge upon any lingering drops of potion. Footnote. In the absence of magic, chizperfils have been known to attack electrical objects from within. For a fuller understanding of what electricity is, see Home Life and Social Habits of British Muggles, Wilhelm Wigworthy, Little Red Books, 1987. Chizperfil infestations explain the puzzling failure of many relatively new muggle electrical artifacts. End of footnote. Though chizperfils are easy enough to destroy with any of a number of patented potions on the market, severe infestations may require a visit from the pest subdivision of the Department for the Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures, as chizperfils swollen with magical substances will prove very hard to fight. Clabbert. MOM classification. XX. The clabbert is a tree-dwelling creature, in appearance something like a cross between a monkey and a frog. It originated in the southern states of America, though it has since been exported worldwide. The smooth and hairless skin is a mottled green. The hands and feet are webbed, and the arms and legs are long and supple enabling the clabbert to swing between branches with the agility of an orangutan. The head has short horns, 
and the wide mouth, which appears to be grinning, is full of razor-sharp teeth. The clabbert feeds mostly on small lizards and birds. The clabbert's most distinctive feature is the large pustule in the middle of its forehead, which turns scarlet and flashes when it senses danger. American wizards once kept clabberts in their gardens to give early warning of approaching muggles, but the International Confederation of Wizards has introduced fines which have largely ended this practice. The sight of a tree at night full of glowing clabbert pustules, while decorative, attracted too many muggles wishing to ask why their neighbors still had their Christmas lights up in June. Crop, M-O-M classification, XXX. The crop originated in the southeast of England. It closely resembles a Jack Russell Terrier, except for the forked tail. The crop is almost certainly a wizard-created dog, as it is intensely loyal to wizards and ferocious towards muggles. It is a great scavenger, eating anything from gnomes to old tires, Crupp licenses may be obtained from the Department for the Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures on completion of a simple test to prove that the applicant wizard is capable of controlling the Krupp in muggle-inhabited areas. Krupp owners are legally obliged to remove the Krupp's tail with a painless severing charm while the Krupp is six to eight weeks old, lest muggles notice it. Demiguise M.O.M. Classification XXXX The demiguise is found in the Far East, though only with great difficulty, for this beast is able to make itself invisible when threatened, and can be seen only by wizards skilled in its capture. The demiguise is a peaceful herbivorous beast, something like a graceful ape in appearance, with large, black, doleful eyes more often than not, hidden by its hair. The whole body is covered with long, fine, silky, silvery hair. Demiguy's pelts are highly valued, as the hair may be spun into invisibility cloaks. Diracol M.O.M. Classification XX The Diracol originated in Mauritius, a plump-bodied, fluffy-feathered, flightless bird, the Diracol is remarkable for its method of escaping danger. It can vanish in a puff of feathers and reappear elsewhere. The phoenix shares this ability. See page 32. Interestingly, muggles were once fully aware of the existence of the Diracol, though they knew it by the name of Dodo. Unaware that the Diracol could vanish at will, muggles believe they have hunted the species to extinction. As this seems to have raised muggle awareness of the dangers of slaying their fellow creatures indiscriminately, the International Confederation of Wizards has never deemed it appropriate that the muggles should be made aware of the continued existence of the Diracol. Doxy, sometimes known as Biting Fairy M.O.M. Classification XXX The doxy is often mistaken for a fairy. See page 16. Though it is a quite separate species. Like the fairy, it has a minute human form, 
though in the Doxy's case this is covered in thick black hair and has an extra pair of arms and legs. The Doxy's wings are thick, curved, and shiny, much like a beetle's. Doxies are found throughout northern Europe and America, preferring cold climates. They lay up to five hundred eggs at a time and bury them. The eggs hatch in two to three weeks. Doxies have double rows of sharp, venomous teeth. An antidote should be taken if bitten. Dragon MOM classification XXXXX Probably the most famous of all magical beasts, dragons are among the most difficult to hide. The female is generally larger and more aggressive than the male, though neither should be approached by any but highly skilled and trained wizards. Dragon hide, blood, heart, liver, and horn all have highly magical properties. But dragon eggs are defined as Class A non-tradable goods. There are ten breeds of dragon, though these have been known to interbreed on occasion, producing rare hybrids. Purebred dragons are as follows. Antipodean opali. The opali is a native of New Zealand, though it has been known to migrate to Australia when territory becomes scarce in its native land. Unusually for a dragon, it dwells in valleys rather than mountains. It is of medium size, between two and three tons. Perhaps the most beautiful type of dragon, it has iridescent pearly scales and glittering multicolored pupilless eyes, hence its name. This dragon produces a very vivid scarlet flame though by dragon standards it is not particularly aggressive, and will rarely kill unless hungry. Its favorite food is sheep, though it has been known to attack larger prey. A spate of kangaroo killings in the late 1970s were attributed to a male opali ousted from his homeland by a dominant female. Opali eggs are pale gray, and may be mistaken for fossils by unwary muggles. Chinese Fireball, sometimes known as Lion Dragon. The only oriental dragon has a particularly striking appearance. Scarlet and smooth-scaled, it has a fringe of golden spikes around its snub-snouted face and extremely protuberant eyes. The fireball gained its name for the mushroom-shaped flame that bursts from its nostrils when it is angered. It weighs between two and four tons, the female being larger than the male. Eggs are a vivid crimson speckled with gold, and the shells are much prized for use in Chinese wizardry. The fireball is aggressive, but more tolerant of its own species than most dragons, sometimes consenting to share its territory with up to two others. The fireball will feast on most mammals, though it prefers pigs and humans. Common Welsh Green The Welsh green blends well with the lush grass of its homeland, though it nests in the higher mountains, where a reservation has been established for its preservation. The Ilfracum incident notwithstanding, see introduction, 
This breed is among the least troublesome of the dragons, preferring, like the opali, to prey on sheep and actively avoiding humans unless provoked. The Welsh green has an easily recognizable and surprisingly melodious roar. Fire is issued in thin jets. The Welsh green's eggs are an earthy brown, flecked with green. Hebridean Black Britain's other native dragon is more aggressive than its Welsh counterpart. It requires a territory of as much as a hundred square miles per dragon. Up to thirty feet in length, the Hebridean black is rough-scaled, with brilliant purple eyes and a line of shallow but razor-sharp ridges along its back. Its tail is tipped by an arrow-shaped spike, and it has bat-like wings. The Hebridean black feeds mostly on deer, though it has been known to carry off large dogs and even cattle. The wizard clan McFusty, who have dwelled in the Hebrides for centuries, have traditionally taken responsibility for the management of their native dragons. Hungarian Horntail Supposedly the most dangerous... Handwritten note. You're not kidding. Of all dragon breeds... The Hungarian horntail has black scales and is lizard-like in appearance. It has yellow eyes, bronze horns, and similarly colored spikes that protrude from its long tail. The horntail has one of the longest fire-breathing ranges, up to fifty feet. Its eggs are cement-colored and particularly hard-shelled. The young club their way out using their tails, whose spikes are well-developed at birth. The Hungarian horntail feeds on goats, sheep, and, whenever possible, humans. Norwegian Ridgeback Crossed out. Handwritten note. Baby Norbert The Norwegian Ridgeback resembles the horntail in most respects, though instead of tail spikes, it sports particularly prominent jet-black ridges along its back. Exceptionally aggressive to its own kind, the Ridgeback is nowadays one of the rarer dragon breeds. It has been known to attack most kinds of large land mammal, and, unusually for a dragon, the Ridgeback will also feed on water-dwelling creatures. An unsubstantiated report alleges that a Ridgeback carried off a whale calf off the coast of Norway in 1802. Ridgeback eggs are black, and the young develop fire-breathing abilities earlier than other breeds, at between one and three months. Peruvian Viper Tooth This is the smallest of all known dragons, and the swiftest in flight. A mere fifteen feet or so in length, the Peruvian viper tooth is smooth-scaled and copper-colored with black ridge markings. The horns are short, and the fangs are particularly venomous. The viper tooth will feed readily on goats and cows, but has such a liking for humans that the International Confederation of Wizards was forced to send in exterminators in the late 19th century to reduce viper tooth numbers which had been increasing with alarming rapidity. Romanian Longhorn The Longhorn has dark green scales, 
and long, glittering golden horns with which it gores its prey before roasting it. When powdered, these horns are highly valued as potion ingredients. The native territory of the Longhorn has now become the world's most important dragon reservation, where wizards of all nationalities study a variety of dragons at close range. The Longhorn has been the subject of an intensive breeding program because its numbers have fallen so low in recent years, largely because of the trade in its horns, which are now defined as a Class B tradable material. Swedish Short Snout The Swedish Short Snout is an attractive silvery-blue dragon, whose skin is sought after for the manufacture of protective gloves and shields. The flame that issues from its nostrils is a brilliant blue, and can reduce timber and bone to ash in a matter of seconds. The Short Snout has fewer human killings to its name than most dragons, though as it prefers to live in wild and uninhabited mountainous areas, this is not much to its credit. Ukrainian Iron Belly The largest breed of dragon, the Iron Belly has been known to achieve a weight of six tons, Rotund and slower in flight than the viper tooth or the longhorn, the iron belly is nevertheless extremely dangerous, capable of crushing dwellings on which it lands. The scales are metallic gray, the eyes deep red, and the talons particularly long and vicious. Iron bellies have been subject to constant observation by the Ukrainian wizarding authorities ever since an iron belly carried off a mercifully empty sailing boat from the Black Sea in 1799. Dugbog MOM Classification XXX The Dugbog is a marsh-dwelling creature found in Europe and North and South America. It resembles a piece of dead wood while stationary, though closer examination will reveal thinned paws and very sharp teeth. It glides and slithers through marshland, feeding mainly on small mammals, and will do severe injury to the ankles of human walkers. The Dugbog's favorite food, however, is mandrake. Mandrake growers have been known to seize the leaves of one of their prized plants only to find a bloody mangled mess below, owing to the attentions of a dugbog. Erkling, MOM classification, XXXX. The Erkling is an elfish creature which originated in the Black Forest in Germany. It is larger than a gnome, three feet high on average, with a pointed face and a high-pitched cackle that is particularly entrancing to children whom it will attempt to lure away from their guardians and eat. Strict controls by the German Ministry of Magic, however, have reduced Erkling killings dramatically over the last few centuries, and the last known Erkling attack upon the six-year-old wizard Bruno Schmidt resulted in the death of the Erkling when Master Schmidt hit it very hard over the head with his father's collapsible cauldron. Rumpent MOM classification XXXX. The Arumpent is a large gray African beast of great power. Weighing up to a ton, the Arumpent may be mistaken for a rhinoceros at a distance. 
It has a thick hide that repels most charms and curses, a large, sharp horn upon its nose, and a long, rope-like tail. The rumpants give birth to only one calf at a time. The rumpant will not attack unless sorely provoked, but should it charge, the results are usually catastrophic. The rumpant's horn can pierce everything from skin to metal, and contains a deadly fluid which will cause whatever is injected with it to explode. The rumpant numbers are not great, as males frequently explode each other during the mating season. They are treated with great caution by African wizards. The rumpant horns, tails, and the exploding fluid are all used in potions, though classified as Class B tradable materials, dangerous and subject to strict control. Fairy, MOM classification, XX. The fairy is a small and decorative beast of little intelligence. Footnote. Muggles have a great weakness for fairies, which feature in a variety of tales written for their children. These fairy tales involve winged beings with distinct personalities and the ability to converse as humans, though often in a nauseatingly sentimental fashion. Fairies, as envisaged by the muggle, inhabit tiny dwellings fashioned out of flower petals, hollowed-out toadstools, and similar. They are often depicted as carrying wands. Of all magical beasts, the fairy might be said to have received the best muggle press. End of footnote. Often used or conjured by wizards for decoration, the fairy generally inhabits woodlands or glades. Ranging in height from one to five inches, the fairy has a minute humanoid body, head, and limbs, but sports large insect-like wings, which may be transparent or multicolored, according to type. The fairy possesses a weak brand of magic that it may use to deter predators, such as the augury. It has a quarrelsome nature, but being excessively vain, it will become docile on any occasion when it is called to act as an ornament. Despite its human-like appearance, the fairy cannot speak. It makes a high-pitched buzzing noise to communicate with its fellows. The fairy lays up to fifty eggs at a time on the underside of leaves. The eggs hatch into brightly colored larvae. At the age of six to ten days, these spin themselves a cocoon, from which they emerge one month later as fully formed winged adults. Fire Crab M.O.M. Classification XXX Despite its name, the fire crab greatly resembles a large tortoise with a heavily jeweled shell. In its native Fiji, a stretch of coast has been turned into a reservation for its protection, not only against muggles who might be tempted by its valuable shell, but also against unscrupulous wizards who use the shells as highly prized cauldrons. The fire crab does, however, have its own defense mechanism. It shoots flames from its rear end when attacked. Fire crabs are exported as pets, but a special license is necessary. Flobberworm, M-O-M classification, X. The flobberworm lives in damp ditches, 
a thick brown worm reaching up to ten inches in length, the flobber worm moves very little. One end is indistinguishable from the other, both producing the mucus from which its name is derived, and which is sometimes used to thicken potions. The flobber worm's preferred food is lettuce, though it will eat almost any vegetation. Swooper M.O.M. Classification XXX The swooper is an African bird with extremely vivid plumage. Swoopers may be orange, pink, lime green, or yellow. The swooper has long been a provider of fancy quills, and also lays brilliantly patterned eggs. Though at first enjoyable, swooper's song will eventually drive the listener to insanity and the fwooper is consequently sold with a silencing charm upon it, which will need monthly reinforcement. Footnote Uric the Oddball attempted at one time to prove that fwooper's song was actually beneficial to the health, and listened to it for three months on end without a break. Unfortunately, the wizard's council to which he reported his findings were unconvinced, as he had arrived at the meeting wearing nothing but a toupee, that on closer inspection proved to be a dead badger. End of footnote. Fwooper owners require licenses, as the creatures must be handled responsibly. Ghoul, M.O.M. classification XX. The ghoul, though ugly, is not a particularly dangerous creature. It resembles a somewhat slimy buck-toothed ogre, and generally resides in attics or barns belonging to wizards, where it eats spiders and moths. It moans and occasionally throws objects around, but is essentially simple-minded, and will at worst growl alarmingly at anyone who stumbles across it. A ghoul task force exists at the Department for the Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures to remove ghouls from dwellings that have passed into muggle hands. But in wizarding families, the ghoul often becomes a talking point or even a family pet. Glumbumble Handwritten note Bum circled M.O.M. Classification XXX The Glumbumble, Northern Europe, is a gray, furry-bodied flying insect that produces melancholy-inducing treacle which is used as an antidote to the hysteria produced by eating Alahatsi leaves. It has been known to infest beehives with disastrous effects on the honey. Glumbumbles nest in dark and secluded places, such as hollow trees and caves. They feed on nettles. Gnome M.O.M. Classification XX the gnome is a common garden pest found throughout northern Europe and North America. It may reach a foot in height, with a disproportionately large head and hard, bony feet. The gnome can be expelled from the garden by swinging it in circles until dizzy and then dropping it over the garden wall. Alternatively, a jarvey may be used though many wizards nowadays find this method of gnome control too brutal. Graphorn M.O.M. Classification XXXX 
The graphorn is found in mountainous European regions, large and grayish-purple with a humped back. The graphorn has two very long, sharp horns, walks on large, four-thumbed feet, and has an extremely aggressive nature. Mountain trolls can occasionally be seen mounted on graphorns, though the latter do not seem to take kindly to attempts to tame them and it is more common to see a troll covered in graphorn scars. Powdered graphorn horn is used in many potions, though it is immensely expensive owing to the difficulty in collecting it. Graphorn hide is even tougher than a dragon's, and repels most spells. Griffin, M.O.M. Classification, XXXX the griffin originated in Greece and has the front legs and head of a giant eagle, but the body and hind legs of a lion. Like sphinxes, see page 39, griffins are often employed by wizards to guard treasure. Though griffins are fierce, a handful of skilled wizards have been known to befriend one. Griffins feed on raw meat. Grindylo, M.O.M. Classification, X.X. A horned, pale green water demon, the Grindylo is found in lakes throughout Britain and Ireland. It feeds on small fish and is aggressive towards wizards and muggles alike, though merpeople have been known to domesticate it. The Grindylo has very long fingers, which, though they exert a powerful grip, are easy to break. Hippocampus, M.O.M. Classification, XXX. Originating in Greece, the hippocampus has the head and forequarters of a horse and the tail and hindquarters of a giant fish. Though the species is usually to be found in the Mediterranean, a superb blue roan specimen was caught by merpeople off the shores of Scotland in 1949 and subsequently domesticated by them. The hippocampus lays large, semi-transparent eggs, through which the tadpole may be seen. Hippogriff, M.O.M. Classification, XXX The hippogriff is native to Europe, though now found worldwide. It has the head of a giant eagle and the body of a horse. It can be tamed, though this should be attempted only by experts. Handwritten note. Has Hagrid read this book? Eye contact should be maintained when approaching a hippogriff. Bowing shows good intentions. If the hippogriff returns the greeting, it is safe to draw closer. The hippogriff burrows for insects, but will also eat birds and small mammals. Breeding hippogriffs build nests upon the ground into which they will lay a single large and fragile egg, which hatches within 24 hours. The fledgling hippogriff should be ready to fly within a week, though it will be a matter of months before it is able to accompany its parent on longer journeys. Horklump M.O.M. Classification X the horklump comes from Scandinavia, but is now widespread throughout northern Europe. 
It resembles a fleshy, pinkish mushroom covered in sparse, wiry black bristles. A prodigious breeder, the horklump will cover an average garden in a matter of days. It spreads sinewy tentacles rather than roots into the ground to search for its preferred food of earthworms. The horklump is a favorite delicacy of gnomes, but otherwise has no discernible use. Imp M.O.M. Classification XX The imp is found only in Britain and Ireland. It is sometimes confused with the pixie. They are of similar height, between six and eight inches, though the imp cannot fly as the pixie can, nor is it as vividly colored. The imp is usually dark brown to black. It does, however, have a similar slapstick sense of humor. Its preferred terrain is damp and marshy, and it is often found near riverbanks, where it will amuse itself by pushing and tripping the unwary. Imps eat small insects and have breeding habits much like the fairies, though imps do not spin cocoons. The young are hatched fully formed at around one inch in length. Jarvi, M.O.M. Classification, XXX. The Jarvi is found in Britain, Ireland, and North America. It resembles an overgrown ferret in most respects except for the fact that it can talk. True conversation, however, is beyond the wit of the jarvy, which tends to confine itself to short and often rude phrases in an almost constant stream. Jarvies live mostly below ground, where they pursue gnomes, though they will also eat moles, rats, and voles. Jobbernol M.O.M. Classification XX. The jobber knoll, northern Europe and America, is a tiny blue speckled bird which eats small insects. It makes no sound until the moment of its death, at which point it lets out a long scream made up of every sound it has ever heard, regurgitated backwards. Jobber knoll feathers are used in truth serums and memory potions. Kappa, M.O.M. Classification XXXX. The Kappa is a Japanese, handwritten note, Snape hasn't read this either, water demon that inhabits shallow ponds and rivers. Often said to look like a monkey with fish scales instead of fur, it has a hollow in the top of its head in which it carries water. The Kappa feeds on human blood but may be persuaded not to harm a person if it is thrown a cucumber with that person's name carved into it. In confrontation, a wizard should trick the kappa into bowing. If it does so, the water in the hollow of its head will run out, depriving it of all its strength. Kelpie, M.O.M. Classification, XXXX this British and Irish water demon can take various shapes, though it most often appears as a horse with bulrushes for a mane. Having lured the unwary onto its back, it will dive straight to the bottom of its river or lake and devour the rider, letting the entrails float to the surface. The correct means to overcome a kelpie 
is to get a bridle over its head with a placement charm, which renders it docile and unthreatening. The world's largest kelpie is found in Loch Ness, Scotland. Its favorite form is that of a sea serpent. See page 38. International Confederation of Wizard Observers realized that they were not dealing with a true serpent when they saw it turn into an otter on the approach of a team of muggle investigators, and then transform back into a serpent when the coast was clear. Gnarl M.O.M. Classification XXX The Gnarl, Northern Europe and America, is usually mistaken for a hedgehog by muggles. The two species are indeed indistinguishable, except for one important behavioral difference. If food is left out in the garden for a hedgehog, it will accept and enjoy the gift. If food is offered to a gnarl, on the other hand, it will assume that the householder is attempting to lure it into a trap and will savage that householder's garden plants or garden ornaments. Many a muggle child has been accused of vandalism when an offended gnarl was the real culprit. Measle M.O.M. Classification XXX The measle was originally bred in Britain, though it is now exported worldwide. A small cat-like creature with flecked, speckled, or spotted fur, outsized ears, and a tail like a lion's, the measle is intelligent, independent, and occasionally aggressive, though if it takes a liking to a witch or wizard, it makes an excellent pet. The measle has an uncanny ability to detect unsavory or suspicious characters, and can be relied upon to guide its owners safely home if they are lost. Measles have up to eight kittens in a litter, and can interbreed with cats. Licenses are required for ownership, as, like Krupps and Foopers, measles are sufficiently unusual in appearance to attract muggle interest. Leprechaun, sometimes known as Chloricorn. M.O.M. Classification XXX. More intelligent than the fairy and less malicious than the imp, the pixie, or the doxy, the leprechaun is nevertheless mischievous. Found only in Ireland, it achieves a height of up to six inches and is green in color. It has been known to create crude clothing from leaves. Alone of the little people, leprechauns can speak, though they have never requested reclassification as beings. The leprechaun bears live young and lives mostly in forest and woodland areas though it enjoys attracting muggle attention and as a consequence features almost as heavily as the fairy in muggle literature for children. Leprechauns produce a realistic gold-like substance that vanishes after a few hours, to their great amusement. Handwritten note. But not mine. R.W. Leprechauns eat leaves, and despite their reputation as pranksters, are not known ever to have done lasting damage to a human. Lethifold, also known as Living Shroud. M.O.M. Classification XXXXX The Lethifold is a mercifully rare creature 
found solely in tropical climates. It resembles a black cloak, perhaps half an inch thick, thicker if it has recently killed and digested a victim, which glides along the ground at night. The earliest account we have of a lethefold was written by the wizard Flavius Belby, who was fortunate enough to survive a lethefold attack in 1782 while holidaying in Papua New Guinea. Near one o'clock in the morning, as I began at last to feel drowsy, I heard a soft rustling close by. Believing it to be nothing more than the leaves of the tree outside, I turned over in bed with my back to the window and caught sight of what appeared to be a shapeless black shadow sliding underneath my bedroom door. I lay motionless, trying sleepily to divine what was causing such a shadow in a room lit only by moonlight. Undoubtedly, my stillness led the lethefold to believe that its potential victim was sleeping. To my horror, the shadow began to creep up the bed, and I felt its slight weight upon me. It resembled nothing so much as a rippling black cape, the edges fluttering slightly as it slithered up the bed towards me. Paralyzed with fear, I felt its clammy touch upon my chin before I sat bolt upright. The thing attempted to smother me, sliding inexorably up my face, over my mouth and nostrils. But still I struggled, feeling it wrapping its coldness about me all the while. Unable to cry for assistance, I groped for my wand. Now dizzy as the thing sealed itself about my face, incapable of drawing breath, I concentrated with all my might upon the stupefying charm, and then, as that failed to subdue the creature, though blasting a hole in my bedroom door, upon the impediment hex, which likewise availed me not. Still struggling madly, I rolled sideways and fell heavily to the floor, now entirely wrapped in the letterfold. I knew that I was about to lose consciousness completely as I suffocated, Desperately, I mustered up my last reserve of energy, pointing my wand away from myself into the deadly folds of the creature, summoning the memory of the day I had been voted president of the local Gobstones Club. I performed the Patronus charm. Almost at once I felt fresh air upon my face. I looked up to see that deathly shadow being thrown into the air upon the horns of my Patronus. It flew across the room and slithered swiftly out of sight. As Belby so dramatically reveals, the Patronus is the only spell known to repel the lethefold. Since it generally attacks the sleeping, though, its victims rarely have a chance to use any magic against it. Once its prey has been successfully suffocated, the lethefold digests its food there and then in their bed. It then exits the house slightly thicker and fatter than before, leaving no trace of itself or its victim behind. Footnote The number of lethefold victims is almost impossible to calculate, since it leaves no clues to its presence behind it. Easier to calculate is the number of wizards who have, for their own unscrupulous purposes, pretended to have been killed by lethefolds. 
The most recent instance of such duplicity occurred in 1973, when the wizard Janus Thickey vanished, leaving only a hastily written note on the bedside table reading, Oh no, a lethefold's got me. I'm suffocating. Convinced by the spotless and empty bed that such a creature had indeed killed Janus, his wife and children entered a period of strict mourning, which was rudely interrupted when Janus was discovered living five miles away with the landlady of the Green Dragon. End of footnote. Lobalug M.O.M. Classification XXX The Lobalug is found at the bottom of the North Sea. It is a simple creature, ten inches long, comprising a rubbery spout and a venom sac. When threatened, the Lobalug contracts its venom sac, blasting the attacker with poison. Merpeople use the Lobalug as a weapon, and wizards have been known to extract its poison for use in potions, though this practice is strictly controlled. Mackled Malaclaw M.O.M. Classification XXX The Malaclaw is a land-dwelling creature found mostly on rocky coastlines around Europe. Despite its passing resemblance to the lobster, it should on no account be eaten, as its flesh is unfit for human consumption and will result in a high fever and an unsightly greenish rash. The malaclaw can reach a length of twelve inches, and is light gray with deep green spots. It eats small crustaceans, and will attempt to tackle larger prey. The malaclaw's bite has the unusual side effect of making the victim highly unlucky for a period of up to a week after the injury. If you are bitten by a malaclaw, all bets, wagers, and speculative ventures should be cancelled, as they are sure to go against the victim. Manticore M.O.M. Classification XXXXX The manticore is a highly dangerous Greek beast, with the head of a man, the body of a lion, and the tail of a scorpion. As dangerous as the chimera, and as rare, the manticore is reputed to croon softly as it devours its prey. Manticore's skin repels almost all known charms, and the sting causes instant death. Mer-people, also known as sirens, selkies, marrows. M.O.M. Classification XXXX Footnote See classification footnote for centaur. End of footnote. Merpeople exist throughout the world, though they vary in appearance almost as much as humans. Their habits and customs remain as mysterious as those of the centaur, though those wizards who have mastered the language of Mermish speak of highly organized communities varying in size according to habitat, and some have elaborately constructed dwellings. Like the centaurs, the merpeople have declined being status in favor of a beast classification. See Introduction The oldest recorded merpeople were known as sirens, Greece, and it is in warmer waters that we find the beautiful mermaids 
so frequently depicted in Mughal literature and painting. The Selkies of Scotland and the Marrows of Ireland are less beautiful, less beautiful crossed out, handwritten note, ugly, but they share that love of music which is common to all merpeople. Moke, M-O-M classification, XXX. The moke is a silver-green lizard reaching up to ten inches in length and is found throughout Britain and Ireland. It has the ability to shrink at will and has consequently never been noticed by muggles. Moke's skin is highly prized among wizards for use as money bags and purses, as the scaly material will contract at the approach of a stranger, just as its owner did. Mokeskin money bags are therefore very difficult for thieves to locate. Mooncalf, M-O-M classification XX. The mooncalf is an intensely shy creature that emerges from its burrow only at the full moon. Its body is smooth and pale gray. It has bulging round eyes on top of its head and four spindly legs with enormous flat feet. Moon calves perform complicated dances on their hind legs in isolated areas in the moonlight. These are believed to be a prelude to mating, and often leave intricate geometric patterns behind in wheat fields, to the great puzzlement of muggles. Watching moon calves dance by moonlight is a fascinating experience, and often profitable, for if their silvery dung is collected before the sun rises and spread upon magical herb and flower beds, the plants will grow very fast and become extremely strong. Moon calves are found worldwide.